Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. First time in a long time. The back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes. You know me. I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything. BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next PostWrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever podcast app you're using, and of course... Twitch.tv slash Up Next Podcast. Hello, Twitch Room. How are we doing tonight? Hello, yes, it is Braden and Davey, it is Tuesday night, it is NXT 2.0, and uh, who better to, 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 to talk to, to hang out with, to talk about NXT, because we're your NXT friends. Friends! Friends, and we're all friends. How's it going? Pretty good. Yeah? Yeah, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. We watched some NXT, we recorded some Was Next uh, earlier today for our Patreon coming out this weekend. We played some 2K. That's well. right. Yeah, you got the 2K22. Yeah. You already downloaded uh, Gringo Loco, so that's good. Yeah, I don't think I've played as any of the real people yet. Yeah. <laughs> I played as Walter. How was he? It was good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He almost won the BDE Championship, which apparently is still floating around like online creations. Yeah, we need to get it back. Shout out B Detroit, because he made that in 2K19, and I guess, like we mentioned, the, the content can still be. So we need mm. to make ourselves so people can download, or yeah. someone needs to make us. Yeah, someone make us. <laughs> <laughs> make it real nice. You're probably better than we are. But yeah, we've, we've had some fun playing some some 2K, so definitely... Uh, I do find... I I tried out the uh, like showcase, the like Rey Mysterio thing. Okay, what's that about? And it was a bit... You know, the previous ones, they've done like Austin, his career, and stuff like that. So this one is Rey Mysterio. But it's got him, throughout the whole thing, narrating these matches... But he's, like, narrating it in kayfabe. So the first match you do is Halloween Havoc against Eddie. Nice. And he's like, I knew Eddie was a really good wrestler, so I had to throw everything I got at him. Oh. And then it goes to the game, and it's like, hit Eddie with four light attacks. And you hit him. It's like, but Eddie came back. And he, it's like all going like this. Hmm. 
Uh, it got a bit frustrating because it's like I just want to, I just want to wrestle, right. I just want to play. Uh, yeah. But no, it's cool. It seems like uh, the controls are going to take a bit getting used to. Yeah, keep hitting R two for the reverse. counter. Yeah, annoying. But uh, no, it's fun. No, it already is. We've only played like a handful of matches, but it was pretty fun. Uh, we'll probably play some more later. Uh, and let us know what downloads and creations and stuff we need. Because the last time we played 2K19, I'm pretty sure Rikishi was our last BDE champion in the game. So we got to honor him. But I don't think he's in the new game. So mm. you need to download. Download him. Yeah, for sure. Give him the, the shot at the title. I've already downloaded Solo Sokoa, so we need the whole family. The whole the whole bloodline. Yeah. Damn. And it's impressive. all about family, isn't it? Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, well, that's that's good. We'll play some. Maybe we'll stream sometime uh, down the line playing some 2K as well because that used to be fun during the pandemic days. Remember that you would play and yeah. stream and stuff. Oh, the good old days. Now people go outside again. <laughs> people that just go outside, like yeah, I don't blame you because it's beautiful here in the city in it, Toronto. It was it's, cold it's today. I was, oh, it's kind of nice. Oh, I I like it. Like it was. It's been great. Been it's really been crazy warm, hot. But I went yeah. out uh, this morning to work and I just saw it was sunshine and everything. Wore t-shirt and shorts and I was like. Fuck, it's actually kind of chilly today. Yeah. But it's been beautiful. No, it's been super nice. It's been summertime. I'm excited for uh, the summer to happen. We live in Toronto, downtown by the water. Everything has just been, everything's been nice. The water, the breeze, everything. Uh, but there is the city. You have to be careful in the city. There's been carjackings. Have you heard about that? I heard. Those? Mitch Mon has not had a good week, has he? <laughs> no, yeah. From the Maple Leafs, one of our players, uh, Near the theater I used to live, right nearby. Remember, you know, uh, in yeah, Etobicoke, yeah. Yeah. in the Queensway there? Yeah, he he was parked. He was coming out of a movie. What do you think? I don't know what he was seeing, but what do you think he saw? Doctor Strange, I think. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, he got carjacked. Wow. And they're, they're looking for the suspect. That's crazy. But then there actually has been, I've been watching the news, there's been, like, all sorts of different carjackings. So it's not just him. It's, like, a bunch in, like, a bunch of days. So. Is it the Joker? No, it's not the guy dressed up as the Joker. Oh, it's I meant also- Cesaro tomorrow on. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. There is a guy dressed as Joker. I have seen him again. But We, we saw him at karaoke last Yeah, that's week. right. <laughs> and we stood still in fear. Uh, yeah, there's this guy who uh, a couple of summers ago was, was like terrorizing like coffee shops and restaurants. He'd go in dressed as the Joker and steal their tips. Yeah. Uh, from the tip jar and then like run off and he'd have like a My Little Pony backpack on or something. Nice. And we thought we saw him in karaoke. The Joker spotted. I have seen... Same sing- week carjackings are happening. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah, that you're, you're putting the pieces together. There's the singing man, which I think non-Toronto people don't know what that is, but Toronto people know. There's a guy who rides a longboard, kind of shirtless, with like paint all over him and then like a bow staff mm. and just goes, oh, and things down the street we have our own suicide squad in we Toronto, got a whole we? bunch of great people we got the true six god yeah. the corner of young and dundas who says believe in the lord zanta zanta yeah we don't see him too much he's kind of like uh he's got his own disney plus special he's not he's not <laughs> quite like the main the main avengers but yeah toronto's definitely an interesting city and now that like the pandemic somewhat seems to kind of subside here at least with things opening up and restrictions kind of leveling down and everything Great weather, so everyone's going out. Everyone's doing anything, just going out for walks, going out shopping, going out to eat, drink. Like, just the city is just feels the way it used to kind of feel. But yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, um, finally dropped the masks at work as well. Wow! So that's kind of nice. Nice and hot shifts. Yeah, yeah. So every it is busy. Like the bars are definitely busier than they were uh, the last few years. So 
It's fun. Yeah. Uh, I, I will remind any Toronto or GTA area listeners next week in Toronto on the 26th of May is Demand Lucha. And uh, there's a, a Lucha show happening at the Opera House in Toronto. And if you want to go, well, I got uh, some, some pairs of tickets to give away. So DM me at Up Next Podcast on Twitter. And uh, if you want to go to see some Lucha next week, I'm going to be there. So uh, come come through and uh, watch some Lucha, which I'm super excited. But yeah, let, let me know. DM me and uh, they could be yours. Um, and then I'm trying to think of some other things that we have to promote. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. The Patreon. Of course, the Patreon. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned was next. We cover NXT 2.0 on this show, but on the Patreon, we've been going back and doing was next. And we are currently in 2013 of NXT with the whole hot Sami Zayn, Cesaro feud, swagger. He's fighting all sorts of people. Sasha Banks, the boss, is formed. We'll talk about her in a second. Uh, there's there's just a whole lot going. Oh, Aiden English debuts, Rusev debut. Like, there's so many things going on. Scott Dawson the million dollar club, whatever they're called. Like there's just some, like all the things in NXT in 2013 are like parallel to like the, the things going on now. So I'm, I'm super, uh, it's always fun doing that show out on the Patreon. Yeah. It's one of my favorite ones to do. And it, especially now we're getting into really like interesting time of NXT. Um, and they're only like 40 minute episodes. So they're great to kind of quickly catch up on before doing a show. Yeah, uh, we did a best match ever, Owen Hart, which was a lot of fun to go back and like review and rate and pick our favorite and best matches from Owen's career, which he had some awesome ones. We did a Friday the 13th, where we talked all about Friday the 13th Part 2, one with Jason Voorhees wearing a bag on his head. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. We talked about some superstitions. We did. Little stitches. Things we are superstitious yeah. about, all of that. Yeah, make sure you uh, look look at people in the eyes when you cheers them. This is very true. You learned that on that show. Yeah, you absolutely. That show. You see I, how I looked at you in the eyes when you told me as yeah, well. Make sure That's you don't want no you don't want that bad, you don't want no bad luck. <laughs> no, not in, me in the sack. Not me. Uh, so yeah, we did that as well. So so many podcasts out on the Patreon this weekend. We've got coming out uh, Slamboree nineteen ninety seven, a WCW pay per view from twenty five years ago. Uh, headlined by a six-man tag between Ric Flair, Roddy Piper, and Kevin Green against the NWO. Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and Six. Sick. Yeah, 25 years ago since that classic event. Slamboree. Slamboree. Great. Got Regal on the show. Uh, Rey Mysterio, who we just talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. So that review's coming out this week as well. So all these podcasts... Everything in that back catalog, five bucks, North American tier, and you get access to like 450 shows or something like that. So go check us out and let us know what you think because we have so many podcasts. Anytime you need podcasts, we know how those long drives get, those lonely walks, those early mornings, those hot showers. You need someone there for you. And for like pennies, you know, you could be listening to all these podcasts. Absolutely. Less than a penny now, probably. For for all these shows? Yeah. Yeah. Five bucks just to sign up and give us a shot per month. Go check us out. Patreon.com slash up next. We're working on the June schedule. I'm just saying there's a real popular movie that has its 25th anniversary next month. And I think a lot of our listeners would be very excited if we were to, I don't know, review it. But I can't. Are we talking about Dunstan Checks In? (laughs) No. (laughs) No, it's not not quite that. But Do I know what you're talking about? You should. We did discuss it briefly, but maybe... Oh, today? Uh, 
Well, next month, Face Off. Oh yes, okay. Turns twenty five, so Let's I think that's just something we need to we need to tackle there. Sounds. Good. I could eat a peach for hours. Yeah, but go check us out, Patreon.com. Uh, this is what we do, and we love to do it. Um, we will be doing BD Elite tomorrow, chatting all about some dynamite. I think uh, just because of work stuff, we might be doing it again uh, to Thursday, Thursday during the day at yeah. like two or something like that. So join us on Twitch on Thursday for BD Elite or get the podcast on this feed where we chat all about some dynamite because things are heating up for double or nothing. And Got two wild cards, two jokers coming yeah. along. I keep looking at flights to Chicago for that weekend for mm. Forbidden Door. I'm like, announce some matches. Announce the matches, damn it. And I would definitely, I'm just waiting to pull the trigger. I'm tempted. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back for BD Elite on that show as well. And um, what's going on? What, what's going on with Monday Night Raw? What's going on with Sasha Banks? I know. Walking out. Yep, right here. Is that, you got the Sasha Banks the Sasha t-shirt, cup. cup. Sasha shirt. You need the shutter shades. Mm. <laughs> I found them yeah, when yeah. I was clearing out my room back yeah, home. Big fa- Sasha fans yeah. here. Sasha stands. So what happened? Sasha Banks and Naomi were supposed to be in a match. John Laurinaitis is new women's tag champions. Damn, good for him. Yeah. Breaking barriers. Yeah. Joe Gacy could never. Um... Yeah, it sounds like what they they were upset about the creative because uh, they the focus isn't being put on the women's tag division, right? Um, so they they walked out. Hmm. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, people, some fans are like, "Whoa, you're walking out on like the fans and stuff like that." And I see some like people being kind of negative, but I mean, hey, we don't know what the true story is. We don't know what people have said to one another or people how people have treated. Someone to someone or lied to someone or said a lot of things. So that's kind of, I saw WWE put out the statement and when they do that or the commentary mention it, you instantly think it's a work, work, work. Mm. But I'm like, ah, I don't know if it is. But also it, it's like an emotional yeah, like response, like being pissed off. Like yeah, they kind yeah. of did it when Austin walked out, Rob yeah. did that whole promo about it, which makes you go, yeah, is this a work? Right. But I think it's more than being kind of like genuinely pissed. Yeah, which is weird. Sasha Banks definitely is a big star, I think, in WWE. I mean, she's in The Mandalorian as well. And she's one of your biggest stars. I think she's super over. Having them be tag champions, I think, was a really cool thing right at the beginning. And then they totally WWE'd it. And they just don't care about those titles. So I could see the frustration. Something clearly was done or said to have pissed them off to make them walk out and just be like, you don't care, we don't care, whatever. But I kind of think good for them. Yeah. Like... I don't know. Vince always talks about grabbing the brass ring, but then we see how this company is. That We see the kind of stripping away of any identity, like removing their names, all that kind of thing. And I think this is someone standing up, being like, sorry, this, they've got such a talented roster there, and the show is pretty bad whenever we watch it. Like, it's not great. Yeah. And I think, like, a Sasha Banks knows it can be so much better. Probably sees an AEW doing so much better. And is like, wake up. Yeah, 100%. I mean, good for them. She's tweeted about NXT recently, and she's been like, kind of vocal on like the socials and stuff like that. So I'm assuming something built up to this point where she's like, you know what? Like, I think I I need to to walk out. I mean, yeah, it it sucks. Uh, I hope something can come to it. I hope she puts out a statement or her aunt Naomi as well. Uh, But then, of course, the. the other side of me is like, okay, what would her AEW name be? Would it be Mercedes Banks? Can she use the boss? Can she? What is she? The executive? 
the bot the the what? Yeah, what is, is the manager? The Mercedes Vernardo. I mean, Mercedes Vernardo. Cool. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's what she built. She's billed as on the Mandalorian. So yeah, there you go. She can go to AEW, be the biggest star over there. Bing bang boom. But also good for Naomi following her as well. Hell yeah, yo! Naomi, do you think she awesome. felt really awkward with Jimmy texting like, "Babe, uh, where are you? <laughs> trying to get home." Yeah, uh, she's awesome too, and I do think that she is someone who worked her ass off to get to the position and like the respect from the fans and WWE still manages to like they're champions, but what do these titles even mean? What is this even like? There's no one else even to fight or anything. So it's yeah. like, yeah, I could see the frustration for sure. I, I am a big fan of Sasha. I am, I am interested in seeing hopefully, you know, where this goes in, in a good position, treat the tag titles. Like it means something. Why not? You have all these talented every, every time I watch WWE raw, whenever we do sometimes, since Cody's on, you know, Monday night, sometimes mm. we throw it on. Countdown to Cody. Exactly. You can't miss. Uh, I, I always go, wow, look at this talented roster of all the women they have. And they've made them stars. But then look how they, like, use them in, like, four-minute matches. Mm. That whole tournament lasted, like, a, a, the length of a match. And it's like they don't treat them really. They just, like, hey, here's these stars. You're paying to see them come out. We don't really need to do anything more than that with you guys. It's, like, a really weird mm. Dynamic, so yeah, I, I'm interested to see where this kind of goes or what Sasha and Naomi kind of have to say. But yeah, I mean, I kind of feel the ball's in their court almost because I don't think they're going to let uh, Sasha go. No, you know? I mean, how could you? So I, th- I think they've kind of got the leverage. It would be interesting to see her go elsewhere. You know, Sasha Banks. She's she's been vocal about stardom. She's talked about you know want, she's been over to Japan and trained with some. Joshi wrestling and stuff like that. That would be pretty sweet too. But that's just me being like, oh, imagine if she left WWE. But I do think she's a big star. The fact that you had, I, I just don't get this. Still, still odd to me. So here's the frustration part. I could imagine because it would, I would be frustrated. You're a huge wrestler. You've had matches in WrestleMania. You, you're a big star. You get a role in Star Wars Mandalorian, one of the most popular shows going during the past few years and they don't really let you promote this or like let you push. They don't this. really celebrate it. Yeah, yeah. They don't, they don't act like this is like the coolest thing. It's like, what you, this, this could have made, I bet a lot of people didn't realize that yeah. this was her or if they didn't make the, the link or whatever, but like just odd. So, yeah. Very odd. Yeah. Big fan of Sasha. So I, I would like to, I just all about the wrestling. She's like, I want to help people wrestle. I want to wrestle. I'm like, yeah, that's great. I do find though, like last night watching raw, seeing all these updates, on the story unfold and then the statement come out. Then you look in your phone a few hours later and you're like, well, what happened next? Yeah. What happens? What happens? Yeah. Uh, well, maybe we'll see them elsewhere. They'll leave WWE. They'll show up. Sasha Banks is the Joker against Britt Baker on Dynamite. Well, I mean, like, they'll, I don't know how much longer's on her contract, but... Pay it out, TK. If they, All I'm saying is if they didn't... Let Mustafa Ali go. They ain't letting Sasha Banks go. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Damn. Uh, Well, uh, the Joker's tomorrow. You think Cesaro's showing up? Is it Brian Cage? Brian Cage? Because the Ring of Honor, I feel like it's because Joe's the Ring of Honor title. I feel like they might do something with that. Uh, I think they're setting him up for failure there. Yeah. Cesaro? Claudio? I hope. I'd like Cesaro. Uh, I'd be happy to see Miro come back. Yeah. Or Johnny. Or Ric Flair. Fuck. Oh, yeah. This as well. What about Ric Flair? He's wrestling one more time. 
We watch it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> really, the really, it's like, how old are you? Seventy-two. What's he at? Seventy-three, I think. Seventy-three, and this man wants to wrestle. This guy's like cheated death a few times recently. Like almost died. Has a pacemaker, I think. Like that's ridiculous. As if Ric Flair is going to have his last match after like Triple H. Ridiculous. You know, ridiculous. So Ric Flair is going to wrestle. The rumored match is, of course, Ricky Steamboat. Ricky the Dragon going to be in the, what his opponent with what Ricky in the Midnight Express? What is it? Sorry, Rock no. and Roll Express. Rock and Roll it? Express against FTR and That's, Flair. Yeah. Oh man. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. Selfishly, I'm sorry. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to have to watch it, but it sounds like a train wreck. Now the question is: We seen T-shirt Rick? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Knee pads. He's going to look like that guy in Talking Shop and Mania pretending to be Ric Flair. Yeah, worse. Yeah. Worse. He's old now. He can't be doing this kind of stuff. It's, it's too bad. I mean, Rick's, I think Rick has been saying that he, has, he isn't happy with his last match. But it was like, yo, it was against Sting in TNA. Like, yeah. come on. Like, what else? It's a what, good way to Yeah, end. come on. What are you talking about? So it is kind of odd. But, of course, Ric Flair is going to Ric Flair. He's like needs money all the time, it seems, and just yeah. does all this stuff. Uh, I grew up loving Ric Flair. He knows he's in this like twilight where it's like the real life wrestler mm. in the movie. It's it's very weird. No, I'm not excited about that match. But will I definitely check it out? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I just won't just won't act like I really care about it. <laughs> but it's like like you knew AEW was bringing him in with that Kenny thing, and then the whole Dark Side of the Ring stuff happened. Mm. So they they pulled the the plug on that. So it's like I think he was hoping out for like one last hurrah so i guess this is it and he's going for it so sure good for him exciting stuff yeah good stuff rick flair uh well we can talk about some nxt then let's do it yeah let's talk about some nxt 2.0 which they've officially announced that there is a nxt pay-per-view sorry premium live event and yeah in your house on june the 6th yeah june June 4th. <laughs> June 4th. June 4th, NXT uh, in it's your house. It's a Saturday, right? Yeah, it's yeah, a I Saturday. Yeah, book it off work. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, NXT. The, we we kind of heard Cameron Grimes mention it in a promo last week on the show, but now they've officially announced it. And uh, right off the bat, there are three matches that they announced. Obviously, Grimes versus Hayes, Pretty Deadly versus The Creeds, and Breaker versus Gacy. But there may be a stipulation added to some of these matches. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, let's get into it. NXT from May the 17th, 2022. And we start with Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams coming to the ring. They're wearing Mellow Don't Miss. Has like a vest, Mellow Don't Miss. And then whoop that trick. Whoop that trick. Yeah. Have you seen Hustle like and Flow? No, of course I haven't. It's the, the song, Whoop That Trick. Or no, it's the other song that won the Oscar that year. But... It whoop that trick is from that movie, and I mean his name was Trick, so uh, big fan. Yeah, whoop that trick. I'll play it for you later. Yeah, I feel like you would like that song. I probably heard it. (laughs) It's probably rocking it the other night after Harry Styles. (laughs) (laughs) That sounded a weird sentence. (laughs) You mean? Oh, you mean the time when you came home drunk and accidentally your Alexa just blasted Harry Styles randomly on your Alexa play Harry Styles. Have I told... Oh, for those keeping score, you also almost burned the fucking house down again. <laughs> what are you going to do? What just, are you going to do? Just so people know, <laughs> if, I go, if I go missing, <laughs> you know what happened. Uh, 
Anyways, Anyways. here's our NXT <laughs> review. So it's uh, and they they get uh, sorry they get on the mic and say Solo, you better watch your mouth uh, saying you got next because actually you got last and says he's the rightful A champion. Um, as we go into this tag team match, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams taking on Solo Sokoa and Cameron Grimes. Sokoa and Grimes both jump Trick and Mello immediately with big boots. There's a sent on to Trick, and it's all the, the babyface team on top to kick this off. Mello then tags in and hits his kind of springboard clothesline, but this time assisted by Trick Williams. Mello hits a slingshot elbow drop to Uso's back, and then Grimes tags in and does his hot tag with all his quick clotheslines and the double Rana followed by a high cross to Mello. Grimes then sets up for the cave-in, but as he's doing the to-the-moon pose, Solo blind tags himself back in. There's a little bit of tension between the two as they're staring each other down. Hayes then catches Grimes with the springboard clothesline, and then Solo catches him with, I guess, a rock bottom, almost. It's like yeah. a spinning rock bottom, but yeah, look great. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then Grimes hits this deadly cave-in, taking out Williams. I thought Trick sold that, like, really nicely. Solo hits the Uso splash and gets the pin. Cameron Grimes and Solo Sokoa. And then they kind of look at each other like, hey, not bad. Yeah. Because we know that Solo kind of does have next. He's, mm. he's made it clear. I think they should just make that match a triple threat again with the way this storyline is going. Hayes got pinned by Solo in this match purposely. Yes. So I think there's a reason for that. Uh, this was awesome. Solo has definitely stepped up as one of these guys. Yeah, his his thing is he's part of the, the whole bloodline without saying it, and they don't avoid it. What like, I love is it's there's these little things he does in the match, which are all, like, bloodline spots, you know? He does the running hip attack in the corner. But when he's in the corner, when the Usos would normally do the Uso, yeah. he doesn't do it, but the crowd are doing it. Right. And it's almost like... It's like Baby Oose earning his stripes. Like, For sure. you can't Uso yet. Oose. Uh, <laughs> like, and I like that. And I, I think one day he's going to be like full Oose and get it all. Fire Frank in the Twitch chat saying that the, the rock bottom type move is, the, is similar to the one Yokozuna used to do. So oh, yeah. That makes sense. That's true. There you go. Um, yeah, another thing is Trick Williams. I always kind of uh, dump on him. But I actually think he's improving. Uh, Wade Barron on commentary actually said, hey... When Trick showed up six months ago, he like he wasn't very good in the ring. And look at after six months of training with Hayes, he's impressed. And I actually thought he yeah. he did impress. So like it's good to see that his spinning neckbreaker thing was cool as well. Uh, but yeah, uh, Hayes Hayes losing here is quite interesting. But I am excited for the one on one Grimes and Hayes one more time, especially when they are given time, like at a, a pay per view or whatever. But I would be cool with them adding Solo. Yeah. I, I thought this was a great match. Uh, I think it's really... This feud has really helped Solo Sokoa, uh, working with two, like, really good talents like Grimes and uh, and Mello. And yeah, you're right about Trick. I thought he looked great here too. Definitely didn't stand out as being weak amongst the rest. Uh, I've, I've been enjoying this story. I like this division. And I thought this was a really good match to kick things off. Yeah. Um, do you, who do you see? Do you see... Uh, Mello rotate like getting this back and Sokoa maybe then chasing him yeah honestly I I think the destination needs to be Solo getting this mm. title so I think Mello could beat Grimes I, I don't know because I could see Mello going for the NXT title with Braun 
down the line, yeah. like another special, because then Braun can go to the main roster and Carmelo can be the champion here. I think makes more sense. But Grimes, any iteration, all roads lead to Solo. I think. I think so. Where, where it yeah. goes, but uh, maybe Hayes losing to Solo, like right after winning it back, could go into the story like he's just not meant to mm. have that title and go for something else. So we then go backstage to Pretty Deadly, who joke that they're terrified of the Creeds. And say that most tag teams are in awe of the Creeds. However, we are not because we've already beaten them at the end of that gauntlet match. And they say they're two tasty treats and one meal deal. And say they're going to destroy the Creeds uh, when they eventually challenge for the titles. Yes, boy. Yes, boys. I love their outfits. Yeah. They look like it's, it's nice. You get a nice breeze. And everything, <laughs> everything they wear, you just get a nice breeze. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Um, we have a video package uh, highlighting Thea Hill, who's one of the new signees to NXT, and is kind of on this what like the these kids they're looking at who are like at college right now that they're sort of have like giving right. early contracts to That's right. the performance center. Yeah, I believe she's one of them. She's 18 from Pittsburgh, and um, she said the tryout for WWE was the hardest thing she's ever done, and she's pretty sure she was the youngest one there. But she didn't care. She just wanted to prove how much she wanted it and said once she graduates, she can start training with WWE. And then she's like, but not graduate college. Actually, I'm graduating high school next week. Yeah. This girl is in high school and WWE is already putting them on TV. Yeah. That is insane. It's interesting, though. I, I think this could be if, if this is to highlight these like young people who are going to be training. Yeah. It's like their next step. They're do- just like documenting everything. We had what that breaking ground series. Yeah. I could totally see some sort of documentary about these kind of talents. Like sure, way yeah. pre NXT. Like we've been scouting her since high school. That's crazy. That kind of thing. That's insane that they're like so super young that they're going for these talented, like I'm assuming, you know, in some sort of athletic department and that they've scouted her for these reasons like that's wild still in high school haven't even graduated yet what the fuck are we doing Braden? yeah <laughs> just think about your life guys just like what this person is going to wwe watch her be a big star i hope she does i hope she is but yeah. that's just just nuts so thea hill she, that's not gonna be a name is it she's gonna get something ridiculous thea yeah we go to a women's breakout i i wrote in my notes owen cup tournament match. Nice. Yeah, no, it's not the Owen Cup tournament. It's, it's the, the breakout. It's the women's breakout tournament, and we've got Lash Legend taking on Tatum Paxley. Uh, Tatum's the one who's been trying to prove herself to Diamond Mine, to Ivy Nile, and wants to kind of show off how strong she is. She's the power lifter. Yeah. Whereas Lash Legend is a lot bigger, WNBA, all of that. Former TV host. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Lash hits this huge clothesline right off the bat, um, Paxley counters and takes Lash down with a nice head scissors right into this armbar submission. And it's all Paxley at this point on top of Legend. But she attempts to pick Legend up on her shoulders like into a into an electric chair. But she can't quite get her all the way up. And it looks like she's sort of wrenched her back and her knee here. So now Legend is attacking the knee and applies a Brock lock. Yeah. The, uh, What's this called? The stretch muffler. Stretch muffler. Brock to, lock. It looks... It, she should do this more often. I think it really works on tall people. Yeah. Like, it looks cool. 
Um, so now Paxley is favoring the knee. She hits a suplex, but her knee kind of gives out. Goes for the, the lift again, but still can't get her up. And then Legend goes for a roundhouse kick, but it's ducked. Paxley attempts a third time to pick up Lash Legend, but doesn't manage it. Legend falls out of it, hits the big boot, and picks up the win, advancing to the semi-final. Yeah, Lash Legend has definitely improved, but she can still kind of look a little clunky. And her move is just a boot to the face. Mm. So uh, I, di- I wasn't too impressed with this match. I think they were trying to showcase more of Tatum because she was going to be the one to, to take the L. But I didn't get to see, like, quite enough. There was some cool stuff with that armbar and, and stuff. So, like, it made me go, oh, I actually want to see more wrestle more. Whereas Lash Legend winning, I was kind of like, oh, okay. Like, I, I, I want Lash Legend to get better mm. and better and better. I think it's, she's still pretty new at this as well. So, I just didn't really – the match didn't do too much for me. I, I didn't I, – I thought they both looked pretty good and promising. Um, I did find it a bit stupid – to tease that lift three times and her yeah. not be able to do it, it just made her look a bit stupid. Um, it's like, why are you trying to do this? And that's eventually how she lost the match. Uh, but I didn't mind it. I, I can see um, definitely Lash Legend. She's got such a good look and she does continue to improve. So I can see her being a player moving forward. Yeah, I mean, she's big too. Yeah, exactly. Considering, considering yeah. Um, then we go to Tony D'Angelo. And uh, it's him with the the kind of graphic. No, this isn't that bit. Sorry, but he's with Stacks and Two Dimes. Sorry, what's their names? Stacks and Two Dimes. Right. Was it Dimes and Two Stacks? Two Stacks. Do they keep switching Dax it around? Harwood and. <laughs> Do they keep switching it to like one week it'll Maybe. be Two Dimes, Two Stacks, Two Chains? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So Tony's just like cutting this promo at Santos saying, when I'm done pummeling you, you'll have no one to blame but yourself. And uh, he says to his boys, Dimes and Two Stacks, that he's going to face him alone tonight. And they're confused. Like, Why would you want to be alone? He says, trust me on this. So uh, Tony D'Angelo going at it alone. Going to beat it. No chuckleheads, he called them. Chuckleheads. He chuckleheads. talks about bread baskets and stuff. I don't know. Italian things. Yeah. <laughs> Munja cake things. No. Well, lecker cake? No, what was it we just had? What did we have earlier? Trey lecker. Trey lecker cake? Yeah. Leper cake? No. It was nice. I don't know. We Googled it and it said it was just a, a layer <laughs> cake. cake. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? It's, it's just cake. It was pretty good. Uh, they announced that live events for NXT are going to be starting again. Whoa. June 10th. They're going on the road. We're doing the, the Florida loop. Are we going? We should, yeah. Coconut loop 2.0. Let's fucking Sounds go. Good. Sounds good. Yeah, where, where are they going? They're going to Orlando. They're going to outside of Orlando. <laughs> They're going down to Kissimmee. Yeah. Which is pretty much Orlando. Tampa Bay. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't look at the list, but it's all Florida stuff. That's good, and should be good for these guys getting to wrestle more in front of crowds. Yeah, I mean, this is what the NXT was doing for a long time, and that helped so much for these people getting over, seeing what works in front of a crowd. I mean, look at, like, stand-up comedians or bands, right? Yeah. Like, they got to perform and see how the crowd reacts, and being thrown on TV is not really the best way to no. kind of learn some of these things, but uh, I'm happy that NXT are finally moving on Me the too. road. Not moving, but going on the uh, road I touring. think it's going to help a lot of these people yeah. um, and hopefully improve the... They can see what works and what doesn't for TV as well. Yeah, exactly. So I think Rather it's Rather than trying all this out in front of us. So are we week. going? We're going to go on the loop? Let's do it. Get a van, just travel from show to show. Sounds fun. 
go to what the Disney World, yeah, Star Wars World. Yeah, I do want to go. I want to go on that Falcon. So there we go. Mm. We'll do it. You yeah. got to try the what the blue milk. The blue. They have the blue milk. The, yeah, we talked about this. They have blue we milk. Have. Yeah, because I know the blue milk really upset you. Fuck. Likely, unlikely, blue milk shows up in the Obi Wan uh, series. Ooh, likely. I'm gonna say likely. Likely. I'm gonna say likely. He's gonna drink it from a banther <laughs> titty. Hate, I think he doesn't <laughs> like it. He doesn't I, like banthers. Does he like the Bantha titties? Fuck, I can't remember. Well, uh, we'll be doing an Obi-Wan review next month. Uh, sometime. I'm excited for that show. Talking of Bantha titties, Duke Hudson is on the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get Duke Hudson uh, being interviewed by Mackenzie, asking, what's next for Duke Hudson? And he says, well, I don't care about the NXT universe and whether they're interested in what's next for me or not. Uh, he, I have to dig myself out of this hole. I've come... I've like fallen quite a long way and, but realized no one here can measure up to Duke Hudson. And as he's going on, Bron Breaker storms through interview, interrupting the interview and says, hit my music. And well, Duke looks a little pissed about this. He's mad. He got interrupted during his own interview time. Just because he's rude. Yeah. Yeah. Not a real baby face thing to do. I know you're mad Bron, but like, you could have waited literally 30 seconds. Yeah, you waited a week to hunt down Joe Gacy again. You waited a week to find your dad. Like, you can, <laughs> pretty sure you could wait to hit your music. But Yeah. So little, little teases here for Duke and Bron. So Bron just storms to the ring. Uh, everyone fucking loves this guy. They're going wild for Bron Breaker. Yeah, it sounded like there were like 300,000 people yeah. in that little 100-seat arena there for a second. They love this guy. And he, he goes, the last time you saw me, Joe Gacy dumped me in a field in a bag of trash. <laughs> okay, like, guys, if you've been listening and following, like, this storyline, this angle is fucking ridiculous. And it gets stupid, more stupid and stupid every week. And this guy is like, yeah, you, you kidnapped me and threw me in a field. Didn't we joke about, like, yo, what happens? If he didn't have his phone or his wallet, how's this man's getting home? Like Last time you saw me. I was left in a field like a bag of trash. Like, damn, bro. Uh, Fuck. Yeah. He goes on to say, I know uh, he has, Gacy has people doing his dirty work now, but you should have killed me when you had the chance. You should have killed me when you had the chance, Charles. Yeah. And after everything we've been through, you can kiss my ass. And says he's going to beat him unconscious. So just to fire up Bron here, yeah. when Joe Gacy, we hear his music and hear his voice, he's like, he goes, right here, Bron, right here. And you see he stood on the perch. He stood where he gave him that leap of faith all those weeks ago. And Bron tells him that he doesn't trust Gacy and that he should come to the ring right now for a fight. But Gacy goes on, when a man is predictable of his rage, he becomes predictable. And I see the fire burning in your eyes, but our journey isn't over. And you've got the opportunity of a lifetime to join me, but I'm not going to hold a grudge. And I'm going to give the people what they want. Me versus you, one on one. I don't think we asked for it. But Bron accepts, but Joe says, I've got to raise the stakes and says... I've done all these awful things to you, so I deserve you to inflict pain on me. You should kick my ass and beat me the fuck up. <laughs> but he says, Bron, you can go crazy, but 
if you lose control, you will also lose control of your most prized possession. So it says, at, in your house, if you get disqualified, you lose the championship. How badly do you want it? And Bron says, you're on. So we're getting Bron versus Gacy in your house. Um, this is the, that takeover one. Well, this is a, like a premium live event one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Bron versus Breaker. Sorry, Bron versus Gacy. Yeah. What do we think? So excited. Yeah. That is a wah wah main event. Like, is, is Gacy winning this via DQ? I hope not. Please stop. This angle is ridiculous. Bron's so just ready stupid. to move up, so they just, but they don't want to have him beat. It's not even the most ridiculous thing that he does on this show. No. Because you know they couldn't just leave it like that, but more on that. I always hate this st- stipulation. Yeah, it makes the whole match going to suck now. It's like, why would you add this to, to a match? I, I, the match before sucked. This angle sucks. This is going to suck. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Not even nothing witty to say. I don't think anyone's yeah. coming out It's just not interesting. Like, yeah, I It's agree. so... Every, everyone's comparing it to Bray Wyatt. And, like, sorry, but the comparisons are there. He does maniacal laughing. He does the rambling on about society and injustices and all this, like, to the, in the playbook that is overused all the time. Like, he is the Kmart Bray Wyatt. I feel 100%. like when I'm watching him, I'm watching a sketch show of someone taking the piss out of a Bray Wyatt-type character. Sure. Because it's so... There's, like, zero depth to it at all. It's so 2D and just... Paint by numbers that it's almost like it's a caricature like they're deliberately making it a joke it's yeah. very odd it's like hey i want bray wyatt no, no no we have bray wyatt at home it's fine we got this guy no i just don't i don't buy him no. in it at all i hate it yeah i'm not excited about that match at no all. we've seen it once and we don't need oh, it again. now the stipulation is you can get dq'd you didn't so even get dq'd before they're selling tickets this one are they I I guess. Or is this just a, or is this just a premium live event at the? I think it's at the CWC. Oh, okay. So right, okay. it's not like going to be in. A it's not like arena. stand and deliver that no, kind of thing. No, no. All right. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, the, the I tickets are like free and stuff. Yeah. But still. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We see Indy Hartwell, and she talks about her life being a roller coaster, because at one point you're all the way at the top, and then you drop down right to the bottom, 
but she's tired of feeling down, and for the first time in her career, she's going to be riding solo. No tag partner, no the way, none of that. She's all on her own, so she's going to go for the big dog, not Roman Reigns. She's going to challenge Mandy Rose for the NXT Women's Championship. It says, you say you're the measuring stick, well, let's see what happens when I take that s- stick and shove it up your ass. Damn. Yeah. The fighting words, Indy yeah. Hartwell. I-, I like Indy Hartwell. Me too. She- everything she's been given, she turned into stuff we like. There was the Dexter stuff, the whole stuff with the way. Everything worked. We've even uh, talked about her previous to NXT in her career, and she- her wrestling did shine through. So finally, maybe this is the time we get to see Indy on her own. And it works. So, yeah, I'm kind of interested. I don't think she'll beat Mandy necessarily, but I think we could have a good Give match. Give it to her. Hey, why not? I do think there is something there with Indy, Indy Hartwell, 100%. I want, when she's having a championship match, you need Johnny and Candice front row. Yeah. Cheering her on. Mum and dad. Yeah, like true. Stu and Helen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you go. There we go. Wow, I love it. No, I like her too, and I, I think this is good. Uh, it's time for her to be on her own. We've been saying this... It's unfortunate that it happened with people being released. Sexy Dexy. We've been saying for a while that we want to see Indy finally kind of grow up a little and, and be on her own. So, yeah, I'm excited for this. We see Wes Lee, who's being interviewed and is told that his scheduled match against Zion Quinn is postponed because Zion Quinn is not medically cleared again. And, well, Wesley's mad. He says, it's another match he's ducking from me. One week, it's his shoulder. The next week, he's not wearing the right type of hair gel. Well, when he's medically cleared, and I don't care, th- care whether it's next week, next month, or in 30 years, I'm taking him. I'm going to beat him up. I'm going to be here in NXT in 30 years. In 30 years. So you know. So I can I'll take on Zion Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan Fraser then comes in and says, well, if you're looking for a match, uh, here I am, and challenges him. Wesley says, look, it's not a good time. Uh, because I've got a lot of pent-up aggression, so you won't like what's going to happen to you. And Fraser says, well, I'll look forward to the challenge. So I was quite excited for that. Yeah, I I like the little exchange. I like Wes. I like Fraser. They needed to make Fraser not look... Dorky. Yeah, and I think that was a good job, kind of like making him step up to the challenge here. Uh, And exciting... Because, you know, both of these guys are exciting. They're fast-paced wrestlers, high action, and both of them fighting at the same time. Yeah, please, mm-hmm. let's, let's do it. And they're saying it's later tonight. Even yeah. better. We go to the Creeds taking on Viking Raiders. This is part two. They had an excellent match the other week with Roddy interfering, uh, hitting Eric with the flying knee. So the Creeds won. And they kind of wanted a, a re-go at it because they want to do this on their own. Uh, no diamond mine and no kind of asterisks next to this win. I mean, I love that match. I thought that was probably my favorite 2.0 match to date with the Creeds and Vikings. And the finish was timed so perfectly. And now the storyline is the Creeds aren't turning heel, but they're actually mad at Roddy. Yeah. Roddy's now hired Damon Kemp mm-hmm. to join the team. And they are ringside, though. They are yes. ringside, but they said they won't interfere. The Viking Raiders, you're going to look pretty dumb if these guys beat you again with the Diamond Mine. Like, yeah. We're not going to interfere, but we're right there. Wouldn't the Viking Raiders be like, no. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah, come on. You wanted a fair fight. So Julius leaps right over Ivar, right at the beginning of the match. Like, Ivar's a big dude. Yeah. Leapt over his head and just knocks Eric off the apron, knocks Ivar down to the outside, 
and kind of the raiders look a little shook. They're like, whoa, these are big guys. They're not used to being knocked down. Um, but the raiders make a comeback and they start to make quick tags to take over, just isolating Julius, beating down on him. Julius manages to make the tag to Brutus, who just starts doing these clobbering forearms down on Eric. There's a big German suplex to Eric, and Brutus is just all hyped up. He picks up Ivar, the big guy, puts him on the top, and then Julius knocks him off with a drop kick, and then Brutus goes up the top. We saw him do this at Stand and Deliver. He hits the cannonball, the Brutus bomb, and just... Miss both these. I guys. mean, he hits them and they sell it, but he lands on he the floor. He lands full speed, like on his ankles. I yeah. don't know how this guy didn't break his ankles here. Yeah, that looked like it this really hurt. nasty. Yeah, I mean, it looked like they were ready to catch him, and he just went a little to the side. So maybe they, that's why they didn't catch yeah. him. But I, they, like kayfabe wise, you know, it looks like he let, he hit them and they fly back. He continues but, to wrestle, so I mean, I, I hope he's okay. But this. Whew. Just ever like right yeah. on his tailbone, right on his ankles. Ever since we we talked about Jeff Hardy talked about how his ankles and stuff always hurt from hitting those types of swanton moves yeah. and stuff like that. It's like yeah, those the the speed he hit the ground from t- jumping, like yeah. Ima- nasty. Imagine a visual here: you're doing a, a cannonball into a pool, but it's not. You're doing it off the top rope to the outside onto some mats. Yeah. On your feet, you're gonna land on that hurts. Yeah. Your butt, your tailbone, <laughs> everything's gonna hurt. No water in the pool, literally. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah, and he wrestled the mess the rest he of the He continued to wrestle. I thought he was done after that. Um so after the break, the Creeds are now making quick tags, kind of like the Raiders were doing earlier, but this time isolating Eric. Ivar comes in, hits the Bronco Buster to Julius, then there's a Fimes carry with a knee f- from Brutus into a spine buster on Eric for a two count, which looked great. Yeah, Just that was awesome, sweet. like, creep uh, combos here. Ivar then tags back in and sits on Julius, and now the, the Viking Raiders are making quick tags again. Ivar hits a power slam off the second rope, which is pretty impressive. World's strongest slam yeah. off the top. But Brutus just breaks up the pin. There's then a German from Julius to Eric, and he runs up to hit Ivar off the top, like Kurt Angle leaping up to the top. With the superplex, but he can't quite hit it. He's knocked off. Uh, Ivar follows up with a splash, but Julius rolls out of the way and then rolls up Ivar for a pin, and Eric just flies in with a knee to the side of the head. Crazy. Perfect timing here. Looked great. Breaking up the pin. And now all four are in the middle of the ring, staggering to their feet. The crowd are hot, and they just do the, the hockey fight in the middle, just brawling. Uh, Eric hits this crazy knee, just catching Brutus on the jaw. And then Damon Kemp and Roddy run out. Roddy tries to fly in with a knee, but Julius catches him and pulls him out of the way and says, we don't need you, Roddy. Turns around, gets hit by a spin kick from Ivar, and then the double powerbomb from the Raiders for the win. Damn. So Roddy tried to interfere again, but this time they stop him, which then allows them to be distracted turns around. The Viking Raiders didn't do it like maliciously. They almost were there after the fact that yeah. Roddy finally was out of the ring, that they eventually hit their moves. But yeah, uh, strong match. Just like the first time they, they both teams meshed so well together. I mean, the, the creeds are just getting better and better and becoming this next level team. I just can't wait to see where they go in the WWE. But the Viking Raiders are just like a treat. I, I love watching them wrestle. I don't think 
WWE's handled them quite well. I just like seeing them have matches like this because they can clearly put on good matches. I don't think it hit as uh, like raw as the first one, but I still thought there was some pretty impressive stuff in this match and my match of the night again uh, for this show. I might have preferred this to the first one. The finish wasn't as clean as the the first. No, one. but I I thought I enjoyed the body of the match maybe a bit more. Um, it was it was. I great. liked it. Felt I. It really felt like kind of ping pong going back and forth with who was on top. Yeah. Like I liked that they kept isolating each other and um, that that Brutus bomb was nuts. And yeah, it just I don't know. I liked the brawl towards the end. I'd say what do the rubber match at in your house? Well. They can't because the creeds are... That's why it's a little backwards. They've already announced the creeds are facing pretty deadly. You could have done it... Yeah, it feels like we need one more of this. Yeah, I think you need a rubber match down the line. Yeah. For sure. Um, Because you've had Roddy, like, costing the Raiders. Yeah, Roddy needs to just Costing the creeds. So I think we need more. I I really enjoyed this. I thought this was really good. And another thing, the creeds gear, top. Look better, yeah. Finally wearing, like, some dark black and gray and cool colors. Bivens was holding them down. (laughs) <laughs> oh no, if, if it was Bivens, they'd be rocking the fuzzy pink uh, yeah. one lets or whatever, singlets. We now see Santos Escobar with La Familia, Legado del Fantasma. And he says, you just want to uh, be just like me. And you know what? I don't blame you. I've always been one step ahead of you and under your skin. But tonight it's going to be one on one. No Legado. And Raul says, what? What do you mean no Legado? Um, how can you not have me out there after what he did to me? And Electra says, we never let emotions get the better of us. You know exactly what you need to do. And Santos says, let's go to work. You mean Del Toro, not uh, Raul. Oh, Raul. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for uh, this gang warfare. It's a one-on-one thing now. Both Both leaders of their gangs are like, no, no, no. These still feel like Legado feels way more. Maybe because they've been around longer. Yeah, they seem way more believable. Believable. Yeah, together, like, stacks and two dimes. Yeah, I don't believe. I don't buy it. I don't. Yeah, they that look looks like, like people cast to... in this role. Whereas Legado feel like a a unit. Yeah, for sure. Team Legado. Yeah, I, I'm into it. It's like West Side Story almost. Like mm. the fight is happening tonight. You know. Yeah, it's going to be a rumble. We're not... What is it? No... No knives. No knives and all that. I mean, I thought this was going to be like some sort of no DQ, but it kind of is that way. Like, hey, no knives, no gravat, no guns, yeah. no whatever. Like, yeah. But it was just, just a wrestling one. match, yeah. But if they're, if they're ready to rumble, we're going to fight. Yeah. Yeah. True. Exactly. We see Grayson Waller and Tiffany Stratton in the locker room, and Waller's saying, if anyone should be in the breakout tournament, it should be you. And, well, she asked him to take care of that horrible Andre Chase. So, And then he says, yeah, I hope you watch my match later. So, ooh, mm. there could be some love or, you know, attraction happening. Or is, is Tiffany actually interested or does she just want to see have this guy beat up people? Yeah, she could get someone a bit bigger. Yeah, true. A bit meaner, but I'm, I'm okay with it. Look, I'm never, I'm not going to be one... To stomp on possible romance. Yeah. <laughs> However, Tiffany, I love Tiffany. Waller, I don't love him as much. But what yeah. are you doing, girl? No, they're both awful, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. the characters work, make sense yeah. and would be a, a fun couple to just be the like ew and make fun of everything. Mm. Moments ago, cameras caught up with Bron Breaker 
who says, Gacy talks about inclusion, but his actions are the opposite. And that's when Duke Hudson interrupts him and says, ah, it doesn't feel good being interrupted, does it? (laughs) Duke says, if you do that again, I will make sure you don't make it to in your house. So Bron says, all right, you want to fight? Let's fight tonight. And Duke says, no, how about next week? Duke, like, puffs his chest a lot as he's talking. He, he found his vest again. He did. Yeah. He's wearing his It's poker. not his poker vest. But it's still it's a not vest. his Aladdin vest. Yeah, it's not that. It's just, like, still a vest. He was in a suit. Yeah, yeah. still. He used to wear it just shirtless. Yeah, he just doesn't have a character anymore. It's just he's some guy. Yeah. Just dressed Picking nicely. fights. Yeah. But he's, he reminds us that he's six foot five. Yes. He is big. He's bigger he's than Brock. He's a Bron. big guy, yeah. Yeah. Um, next week. Yeah, I don't mind this. Yeah, for next week, building up a little match. You should have had Braun be like, yeah, next week, all right, I'm all in. Or, like, make a poker pun. At oh, I thought you meant, like, AEW all in. Like, no, he should, like, make a poker, like, joke towards him that he would yeah. be like, oh, you motherfucker. Going bust. Yeah. <laughs> what? Is that what you do? I don't know. Run it straight. <laughs> Run it straight. Yeah, he's injured, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was... Hey, fate. Oh. Yeah. We then go to Grayson Waller taking on Andre Chase. Saray is there in the, the Chase U section. Oh, my God. Cheering on she's Andre in, Chase. She's in her Japanese schoolgirl outfit. She's got the flag with Chase U logo, waving the flag in the bleachers there with the whole student section. Oh, my goodness. Waller starts hitting Chase with knees and elbows. Chase starts to make a bit of a fight back. Goes for a leapfrog, but Waller catches him with a drop kick. And this is where Saray is booing Waller. Andre then catches with a knee and then hits a sunset flip for a two count. Waller comes back with his leg lariat, but Chase kicks out. And then Chase hits a side Russian leg sweep. Pretty nice. Rolling through with it. Looked quite nice. Starts doing the Chase U stomps where he goes, C, give me an H, give me an A. Waller comes back with a right jab. And then Andre dumps Waller over the top rope, but he lands on top of Bodie. So Chase goes to check on Bodie Hayward. Comes back into the ring, and as he gets into the ring, he gets caught, hit with the rolling stunner for the win from Waller. I mean, at least they made sense of that stupid move where he has to roll. They actually timed it really yeah. nicely, I yeah. thought, and did quite a nice, on the replay, did quite a nice shot from down the ramp. Yeah. Uh, the move is still silly, but it looked, it made Gives sense. His speed. But like, Jump can't you, it's like the buckshot, right? Like, I get it, but couldn't no you just. silly. Yeah, it's not quite. Uh, like, you could just do the roll. You could do it as a flip and then hit the move kind of thing, but I don't know. It's weird. Uh, this this was just okay. Uh, Andre Chase can wrestle. It's just some guy who's in the Mr. Rogers sweater wrestling, and I just can't never really care. I know what you mean. Yeah, like, he, you can see... It's, it's weird when you're watching him. I think what is weird for me is when he's wrestling this kind of match, which was more of just a straight wrestling match, when he's not doing silly comedy... It's really jarring that he's in a sweater. Yeah. Um, it must be really hot. Yeah. I didn't mind. I thought the finish was good. But yeah, I don't really care about yeah. these guys a whole lot. We go, uh, we see Gigi Dolan watching on her iPad uh, what Katana Chance and Caden Carter said about Toxic Attraction last week. Oh, I thought they were watching the video of Katana explaining her name change. I still need to watch that. That would be pretty funny if that's what they were watching, <laughs> just making fun of her. That would be great. So Mandy comes in, and she's mad that Indy is talking shit about her. 
and Gigi and JC are mad that um, Caden and Katana are talking shit about them. Oh. They say everyone is jealous of us. We're the champions. We've dominated here for the last eight months. Is that how long it's been? JC then makes fun of Katana and Caden, sort of mocking them, saying, oh, we're a legit tag team, blah, blah, blah. And says they're going to make an example, starting with Indy. So, yeah. Toxic Attraction are going to claim... They said people need to put respect on our name. People have been talking trash about us. They've been listening. They know. Yeah. People aren't happy about Toxic Attraction. No. The streets need change. It's time. It's time for a change. I imagine we'll see some six-man tags with uh, Indy, Caden, and oh, true. Katana. Um, Take a chance. And then maybe the title match is at the, in your house. Yeah, true. Yeah, cool. I, I do like Caden. Keep on going to say Casey. Caden yeah. and Katana as a tag team. Like I Katana. do enjoy their matches and maybe just go with them because it's time to end Toxic Attraction. Yeah. Once and for all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we see Roddy with the Creeds and Damon Kemp backstage and they're all mad. Roddy says that there's no way they'll beat Pretty Deadly if they don't listen to him. And that's why they lost. And the Creeds are pissed and storm off. And Roddy says, they'll learn. They'll learn. But that's when they're interrupted by Pretty Deadly, who starts to make fun of him for being the leader of Diamond Mine. And Roddy says, all right then, well, how about next week, myself and Damon Kemp take the two of you on. Damn. So that's going to be on next week's show. There you go. Damon Kemp making his in-ring TV debut, right? This is the first... Have you seen him wrestle before? He's just done Level Up, I think. Okay, so here on NXT. Have proper. we seen him on NXT? Um, Maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah, so one of the Stevensons. Right? He's a Stevenson? Stevensons, Stevenson, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think... I, I don't know what's going to happen, because either way, Creed Brothers get the title match. Creed's so. interfere for them next week. I guess. Oh, we and helped you fuck win. Them over. Yeah, yeah, we helped you win or something like yeah. that. Yeah. We go to Roxanne Perez versus Kiana James uh, as part of the women's breakout tournament. Um, we get an insert promo from Kiana James who says, uh, I don't care who Roxanne thinks she is because of what she's done before here. My calculations show that she hasn't got a chance. Check the figures. Um, you, can, you can guess this is Kiana James is the one with the glasses. The glasses, gimmick. yes. Um, and I know what you're thinking. Is she going to wear the glasses while she wrestles? The answer? No. No, she does not. Good entrance, though. Great entrance. This is the best match I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she's got this mathematician gimmick. It's something. Um, Kiana cartwheels over Roxy to start with, and then Roxy does the same over Kiana and does this little bow, kind of like showing, look, I can do that too. Uh, I thought showing charisma here. Uh, Kiana then gets Roxanne in a bow and arrow submission. There's a spear to Roxanne in the corner, followed by a Boston crab. But Perez manages to roll this through and make it to the ropes. Rolls up Kiana for a two count. Kiana then counters a crucifix bomb into a backbreaker. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Thought it looked really good here. Like a spinning, and then she sticks out her leg and then yeah. drops her on it. Pretty, pretty vicious. Uh, Perez comes back with a Rana. There's a sidewalk slam from Kiana for a two count. And then Perez hits the code red kind of out of nowhere for the win here. Yeah, a pretty quick match, but I think it highlight. We've already seen Roxanne highlighted a few times. We kind of know that they're putting the stock behind her. But this is the first time we've seen this 
uh, Kiana James, the one with the glasses, mm. in action here. Pretty much that's her gimmick is she's the boss lady, like the smart business executive lady mm. with the glasses and you know calculations and all that. But some of the wrestling was there and clicked and looked pretty good. So actually, I thought both like, good here. Yeah. yeah, right away you're like, hey, okay, like you clearly, clearly you're working on this skeleton of a gimmick here. Like, mm. okay, you're a business lady, essentially is the gimmick. Hey, why why not use that in some way, shape, or form? Don't go full librarian and don't go full Southern Belle, but you know. I, I mean, at this stage, at least I remember who she is. Yeah. You know, there's a, a few of these women with very similar names look kind of similar. And I think you, to start off with, maybe you do need to just be, oh, it's the horse lady. It's the girl with glasses, <laughs> you know, to t- try and like make yourself stand out a bit. Yeah, yeah. You can evolve it later. She's a boss lady. She's like, you know, uh, Devil Wears Prada. She's, you know, mm. all that kind of thing. Working girl. I did think she looked good here, though. And I, I do really like uh, Roxanne Perez. I think she's going to be a star. I think she's great. Yeah. I think for she's got a real like she looks so young. So she's got this likability about her. But she looks really quite seasoned. Yeah. Wrestling wise. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, I was impressed. And I like how commentary were kind of pulling up how she's getting these wins out of nowhere. Like that code red kind of just came out of nowhere. The fluke. Um, well, more just like she can just catch you like right. that, um, which I quite like. So it's going to be Perez versus Lash Legend in the semis and Lions versus Henley. Um, so I, I still think probably Perez and Lions. Just, just need more, more Kiana James. Yeah, well, she's out. I didn't even get to see what her finishing move would be. Uh, it could well, be the nine to five. Another week, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. We see, God, Malik Blade and Idris Anofe. Did you know what was going on here? So they're dressed up as Santos Escobar and Tony D'Angelo. Yeah. And they're acting out basically everything we've seen over the last few weeks. Um, like, oh, hey, Tony, I'm it sorry. It felt I- like, um, you know, the big fat quiz of the year. Yeah. You know when they get the school children to act out a big news story from the year? That's right. This is what this felt like. Yeah. Um, they get interrupted by Tony D'Angelo's guys, and this is when I just howled because the graphic comes up. Stacks and two, two dimes. dimes. <laughs> two dimes. I knew this was their name, but just seeing it written down like next to these fuckers on TV. <laughs> stacks on stacks. Uh, two dimes. So they do a whole... Uh, are you talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking, talking to you. To All of that. Um, challenge them to a match next week. What? And Malik says, see you next week, Mama Luke. And Idris thought that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> this is really I bad, might have yeah. found my new Briggs and Jensen video. Malik Blade. Malik and Blade and Idris and Ove. Yeah, it was really weird. It was strange. <laughs> strange. I'm not excited about this match. <laughs> I hope stacks and dimes and dimes and change make change and they lose. We haven't seen them wrestle yet, so that's yeah. interesting. Sure. Uh, this oh, this segment was, was funny. Yeah. It was funny. Yeah. Uh, I like that Idris and Malik are like trying to show personality and stuff, but... It is, it is like they're, they're like the, the goofy... They're the class clowns. They're the goofy in-betweeners, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Again, this show NXT is Degrassi High. high. Yeah. yeah, this is the show. Like, it's a high school show. Yeah, so th- this was definitely a, so bad. It was it was good for me. Um, Fraser is walking. Fraser, yeah. <laughs> Fraser Crane is walking to the ring for his match. Uh, 
against Wesley. Um, Nathan, Nathan Frazier. Frazier. Yeah. I'm just saying his surname. thought you were talking about some scrambled eggs. Uh, he was walking uh, in the corridor and passes Sophia Cromwell. Uh-oh. Like, eyes him up. So he turns around and gives her a little look. We know what that means. You're dead. He's dead. <laughs> so we see Roxanne Perez being congratulated for her win. And Cora Jade runs in and gives her a hug. And she says that they've been best friends for years. And Roxanne says she loves Cora. And she was the one who told her to come to NXT. I actually kind of buy this. Because they both look the same age. Yeah, they're both young. I think they, they, they mentioned that they're friends. Like, sure, I would believe it. I, ca- I thought Cora kind of sounded a bit heelish here, interrupting her twice. Being like, oh, but it's not about me. And then being like, yeah. hey, here's something about me. Maybe. But I, I think that why would they go that route? That I mean, they sense. can eventually. That's, that's long term. Yeah. If, if there is a long term. Anymore, anymore in NXT. But yeah, that, that's what you'd go for. I think yeah. Cora would be, yeah, good turn against her. Yeah. But this is just starting here. I, yeah, I like these two. Um, Electra then walks in and says she sees an overachiever who will lose to Lash Legend next week. And they ask what her problem is. And she just looks at them both and says, with you two, <laughs> nothing. As in, like, you're not a problem. Yeah. Yeah. That Electra, she's going to have to face, Cora's going to face her, I think. Mm. Get a win back after be- losing to Natalia. Yeah. So... Next we, uh, next, we have Wesley taking on Nathan Fraser, um, which I was quite excited for this one. There were some nice arm drags back and forth between both of them, then both jumping over each other's kicks, like a really quick start to this match, and then they have a bit of a stare-off with the NXT chance, because, yeah, impressive open to this. Yeah, I mean, think uh, Osprey, Ricochet kind of type stuff Ducking here. each other's yeah. kicks and all that, yeah. You know, ducking, backflipping and stuff. It was pretty impressive. Wesley hits a plancher to the floor. Fraser comes back at him with his big suicide dive and then goes for the superplex, but Wesley counters it with a cross body. There's then this big superplex, super kick to the jaw of Wesley. Huge. And then Nathan Fraser goes up for, I guess, like the Phoenix splash, but Wesley moves, so he rolls through, and then they both hit a double high cross, knocking each other down. And this is when Von Wagner comes out and starts to beat up Fraser, and then Wesley comes to attack Wagner to to break it up, and Wagner lifts him up, military press above his head, and throws him out of the ring onto the announce table. Wesley just bouncing off this thing. Yeah, he military presses him all the way over the ropes, bouncing off the commentary desk. It didn't break, but he went flying. This spot was very great. impressive. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I really enjoyed the match, actually. Uh, up to this point as well. I thought both looked really good. Um, but And then actually for it, as much as like DQs tend to piss me off, I thought the spot was really cool, actually. I mean, we were we were told, like, hey, if someone looks at Cromwell... They're dead. He attacks them. So they clearly put that in there being like, okay, so these guys are going to go five minutes, and mm-hmm. just before it gets cooking, it's going to happen. And that's exactly what happened. But it makes you go, what if these guys were given a rematch at the the pay-per-view kind of thing because these guys were just starting to get going yeah definitely. i thought it was really good yeah both are very impressive i mean wes we've seen a lot of an msk and stuff like that but fraser still being kind of new here nxt uk they meshed really well together mm. i mean you could easily put them as a tag team and go up against whoever but it, right away i would like to see this match in full yeah like treat too. it like a, a thing 
But loved Von Wagner throwing. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, if this was just him coming in, hitting a clothesline and a powerbomb, I'd have been yeah. mad because I was enjoying the match. But he kills but him. You, yeah, it was a really cool looking spot. And then Mr. Stone just standing by laughing like, ha did you see that? <laughs> did you see that? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's Von Wagner's world and we're just living we're just in living it. We're just living in it. So get ready. Come Tuesday. It wouldn't be a come Tuesday without Big Von yeah. showing up. Uh, Von is, mark my words. He will be on the main roster. WWE champion. WWE champion. That's a little pushing it a bit much, but he will be something. He's he's a big size. He's the one to beat Roman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You mark my words. <laughs> <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> How do you put money on that? Von Wagner <laughs> to be the one to dethrone Roman Reigns. Yeah. Love it. It could happen. It could. He is an incredible wrestler. He is an incredible wrestler. Come Tuesday. Yeah. No, this definitely, if you haven't watched show, find this gif of Wesley. Getting I am the dumped. table. It's great. Yeah. Um, we see Fraser and Wesley. He's not dead. He's just like nursing his wounds back. Fraser could have helped him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And Sanger is there dressed quite smartly. It's just at the quite bar nice in himself. his suit. Yeah. At the NXT bar. That no one works there. <laughs> There's no alcohol or anything in the bar. It's He's empty. He's just sat there and says, hey guys, that was... A very good match for two men your size. And Wesley is like, what the fuck did you say? <laughs> and he's mad because he's he's saying they're like small. Yeah. And he was like, oh, no, I, I meant no disrespect by it. And Wesley's like, well, how about next week I challenge you to a match? Um, yeah, I felt Sanger seemed like a nice guy here. Why did he have to say for guys your size, though? For your side. I don't know. Maybe it's a cultural that. difference. Like... <laughs> You know, you just say it a bit more how it is. I mean, he could have just said, nice, ma- that match was great. <laughs> you guys killed it. It's true. I can't do any of that. You guys are awesome. But no, you didn't say that. I just wasn't expecting to hear Sanger speak. He and just he, looked nice. He sounded like a nice guy. In a nice suit. But it is, they're, they're playing sort of Wesley is maybe a bit of a hothead right, now right. as well. Like, yeah, it's, uh, you could see it from both sides. I think it was a little derogatory, him saying for your size. I, I genuinely didn't feel like the guy meant any disrespect by it. I mean, maybe that's part of his charm. Yeah, he's a charming guy. That's and then he's just kind of like, oh, what did I open? What do I? Oh, what did I? Oh, I didn't mean to hurt this kid. Yeah. I mean, guy. I mean, oh, <laughs> I don't mean exactly, to hurt you. Really. Exactly. <laughs> Can't wait for the so match. Sanger Wesley next week. Fuck yes, oh, I'm pumped. Let's go. I'm excited for it. For the underdog. Who's the underdog? <laughs> uh, Wes. I but mean, Sanger has like, Sanger had a singles match. Yeah, One. against Waller. Mm. I think. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's right. Send Sanger. Send Sanger. Where's Veer? How's Veer? Veer's doing? on Raw. Is he doing okay? Yeah, he beat up Mustafa Ali yesterday. Oh, Veer, what are you. Come on. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You were... Oh, no, you tuned in after that. I told you you missed Veer. I missed Veer. Yeah. I was so mad. You missed the cage match as well. That was weird. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> we go to our main event Santos Escobar versus Tony D'Angelo. Uh, no families at ringside here. <laughs> uh, crowd very divided. Seem to like both these guys, but equally a similar amount of people not liking Tony D. Yeah. Thinking this guy sucks. Um, but yeah, divided crowd here. They start off just trying to wrestle each other. And it is kind of like we said we'd settle this. No, no family, no weapons, no tricks. So they're actually kind of trying to wrestle each other. And Tony D is all over Santos. Santos fights back, hits an enziguri. 
goes for his Tope Suicida, but gets caught with a punch. Tony D then puts his hat on and starts to taunt Santos as he kind of knocks out in the ropes here. I love this. Yeah, I love Tony's Italian trash talking. Like, oh, this guy, this guy's your guy. Like the people who are chanting mm. for Santos. And he's like, oh, wake up and like slapping him around. Yeah, it's nice. It's funny. Yeah. Uh He's great. <laughs> D'Angelo hits a big powerbomb and then locks in a dragon sleeper. Uh, Santos fights back, hitting a dropkick, and this time connects with his Tope Suicida. Uh, and now Santos starts to work on the left shoulder of D'Angelo. Um, Santos is just targeting that shoulder, throwing it into the ring post, and then starting to kind of taunt uh, D'Angelo as he's got him in this hold here as well. So getting a bit of his own back there. But D'Angelo comes back with some punches and a big belly-to-belly suplex and then picks Santos up, kisses him on the cheek and delivers another belly-to-belly suplex. And now both guys are fighting on the top rope. Santos delivers an avalanche Frankensteiner. This looked nuts. From the top rope. I mean, like, off the top. So, like... Like stood on the top. Like, both of them are standing straight up on the top turnbuckle, and then he hits it. Yeah. Really impressive. High angle here from Santos. Now, D'Angelo is at the corner, and he's reaching down by the ring steps for his crowbar, but it's not there. And that's when Joaquin Wilde and... The artist formerly known as Raul Mendoza. Cruz de Toro? That's the one. Del Toro Cruz. Del Toro Cruz um, are saying, hey, you looking for this? Waving around the crowbar. But stacks and two dimes run out and they chase them off. But as this is all going on, Escobar picks up some brass knuckles, punches D'Angelo in between the eyes and picks up the win. So we know who went through William Regal's office when he... When he got released, Santos Escobar, the brass nuts, taking it finally from his desk. Power of the punch, yeah. Power of the phantom punch, yeah. I mean, Santos has been in NXT a lot longer since he's been in NXT. He's been doing this gang rules, uh, legado del fantasma group faction stuff. Tony's new at this, and Tony slipped up. That's what happens when when two you know families go at it one family it's like family feud both teams can't win one's gotta yeah. win and he he outsmarted the streets it, that's what it's all about you gotta yeah. be the smarter guy so it shows like kayfabe wise like yeah this tony d'angelo knows a lot about the mafioso and you know putting people in trunks but when it comes down to it we've been we know we're smarter and he had the knucks and the, they moved the crowbar this feud isn't over <laughs> no i enjoyed the match so yeah I, it was fine i yeah. i was quite entertaining. Yeah, there was some really cool stuff. And I actually liked the finish with, like, Santos kind of outsmarting. Yeah, exactly. So it it does continue the feud. I think it's one of Tony D'Angelo's better matches. And Escobar, as much as I like him, I I feel some of his big matches haven't hit for me. And I thought this one actually I I enjoyed more than I was expecting. Um, And, yeah, well, I mean, we're building to the big... uh, I guess Tony needs to get a, a woman in the family to take on Electra. Ariana. Ariana Grace. Grace. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I mean, where's Fabio? Where's Eichner? He's got to be joining soon, surely. Yeah. Um, Then we end the show. We think it's all over, but we end with Joe Gacy sat on like a a rooftop patio. He's on a rooftop patio in like some (laughs) condo or a hotel. In Florida. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. In not the greatest skyline, yeah. And talks about uncontrollable rage and says that, Bron, your lack of control will deliver me full control 
of the NXT Championship, the brand, and the world. <laughs> and the drone, the drone, like like flies out, zooming so, out as his arms are raised, and his, it keeps cutting to the close up of his face, laughing with the the laugh. <laughs> While, like, the family on the patio next by is having dinner being <laughs> like, what dude, the fuck? shut up. the fuck is it? This is terrible. This this was, I mean, all Laugh of these segments have been bad. But saying, and the world, is where I go, you're, the world. you're taking the piss, aren't you? <laughs> this isn't serious. They're on a hotel balcony. They're not even, like, in a scary dungeon. Or, a graveyard or anything. Yeah, he's nowhere scary. He's literally at, like, your friend's place. He's literally... <laughs> It looks like our rooftop. Our rooftop is better and sinister looking because we have a CN Tower in the background. But his is just like Florida, like a few houses behind him. It's a whole, it's like he's literally on a balcony, a rooftop like thing. What the? How is that? Fit? And what's with the druids and the red masks, like ninjas with the druid I things know, over man. top? Like, is this just throw it? Is this all dressed chips? Is this just throwing everything all at once to I see so. like? This is laugh out loud, ridiculous, so stupid, continues to be like it already got worst storyline of the year for me. And there's nothing beating it because it keeps going. It's a real shame. Like I actually thoroughly enjoyed this show this week. Yeah. And the the big things I didn't like were the two Joe Gacy, Bron Breaker segments. It sucks. I thought the, the wrestling was a lot stronger this week, like across the board. Um, we didn't have a whole lot of. Uh, backstage segments or the stuff we did I felt actually drove stuff forwards I didn't mind this week and I I really loved that Creed uh, Viking Raiders match and I enjoyed the main event but this like I was on a bit of a like oh good show after the Santos match and then you cut to this and you're like fuck yeah they end with the guy laughing with the scary face in the red druid ninjas and then like a balcony in Orlando really weird uh, there was there was some stuff I loved on the show, including that tag match. I thought that was great. Easily my favorite part of this episode. Uh, I liked the opening tag match as well. Like everything hit and setting up for a show that you did a good job. You're setting up certain matches. Uh, we know that Gacy versus Braun. If Braun gets DQ'd, he loses. Stupid gimmick. I don't want to see this match. Completely think that's the wrong move and direction, but they're doing it. Pretty Deadly versus Creed Brothers should be good. Uh, I think the Creeds finally win it back. But I hope so. You could, you could drag out Pretty Deadly even longer, the story there, even more. Uh, and Grimes and Carmella was also announced still. So, like, that it will also be sweet. Yeah. They, they did a good job of building, and they had some good wrestling, which definitely keeps me happy watching the show because I like wrestling because I, I like wrestling. I definitely felt the last few weeks they've been given, giving a couple of matches a bit longer. And I think it's helped it. I think it's... I felt... I haven't felt as short-changed as I used to on this show. Yeah. And in the last few weeks, I feel like, yeah, I got a decent match out of that. Yeah, 100%. Well, let's go to what you guys think. Uh, we post up our feedback threads on the Post Wrestling Forum and on the Up Next Facebook group. So if you haven't joined that yet, please do. And we start with Sean, who says, Pretty good show tonight overall. The opening tag between Grime Solo Mellow Trick was solid, and it was nice to see Solo get the pin on Mellow to bolster his hopes of a future North American shot. We got a hard-hitting match between Creed's and Viking Raiders that Roddy predictably messed up. I like how the slow disintegration of Diamond Mine is being handled, and I hope the two get a rubber match. Fraser Lee was all kinds of fire, and I honestly can't decide which of these guys I want to see 
uh, which are, which I want to see these guys team up together or have a seven series against each other. I also thought the Chase U stuff was entertaining and was surprised to see that Sanger can speak and he's actually a pretty pleasant fellow. There you go. Yeah. Nice guy, Sanger. Nice guy, Sanger. Um, Sean did not like the continuation of the Breaker-Gacy feud. Uh, both their promos were awful and whatever that vignette was to end the show was ridiculous. I also did not like Lash Legend moving on in the breakout tournament. Perez and Kiana James put on a pretty good match, but as talented as Roxanne is, I don't see her being able to pull a good match out of Legend. Main event, V Santos and Tony was good, and I loved the finish with Santos using the brass knuckles. On a side note, I am glad NXT is going back on the coconut loop. It will mean more reps, which will hopefully mean the greener talent start to show greater improvement. Yeah, I mean, that's what helped NXT get so popular, is you got the same fans going to these shows all the, on all these little loops that would get behind you and then go yeah. to the shows and, and be, you know, just like indie stuff. But it's a definite good move that NXT is going on the move, even if it is like little house shows and little loops and stuff. And if you are in the area, I would highly recommend. I would, I, we were joking like, oh, we would love to go. Just oh, cause totally, we, if, they were, if NXT yeah, were in town, I'd 100%. go. 100%. We go to our last one here from Corey, who says, I tuned in to watch Roxanne wrestle, and woo boy, she has her work cut out for her next week, or whoever she faces, Lash Legend. Uh, whenever when she, she, yeah. when she faces Lash. Uh, Lash is someone I don't think ever going to be a good wrestler, and she doesn't even have the basic fundamentals down, and she apparently been signed since 2020. I do think Roxanne should win the entire tournament and be the one to dethrone Mandy. If it's not going to be EO, Roxanne is a small step below EO in terms of ring ability. I saw Naomi and Sasha walked out of WWE creative over decisions. While I don't mind them walking out, I know Alvarez mentioned on Wrestling Observer Live today that uh, the wrestlers he has spoken to, the locker room has pretty much zero sympathy for them walking out. I guess creative plans was for Bianca Naomi and also Sasha Ronda, a Hell in the Cell, and that Naomi was slated to pin Nikki in the six-pack match, and that her and Sasha would never get physical. On one hand, good for Sasha and Bailey for wanting the tag titles. Uh, I think he means Naomi, Naomi. in that position. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is still like hearsay stuff. I still think. I mean, by the time we're recording this, Sasha and herself hasn't said anything mm-hmm. on this. So I'm sure she will down the line. And yeah, I could see people being upset, like, oh, you're going to walk out kind of stuff. But again, we don't know. I, I don't see I don't see it as just a fan. I don't see her being a kind of a diva in the situation. I think something had to have been said to push her to that limit. Yeah, and I think if we want this company to be better, we need more people doing shit like that. I yeah, think. yeah, for sure. It's, it's We watch it, and the whole show creatively is bust. Yeah. So, good. These talents know that they deserve better. I think. Sure. And, and sure, I, I could see those arguments years ago. But in this climate, when you're seeing, like, you see your contracts and you see you can get released at any second. Like, this company have the control over everything. And creatively, it just, it sucks. And I, I think they just, they have respect of their art. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. The times they are changing. I, I can totally see the argument the other way. But I just, I think it's kind of cool. Uh, well, that was Up Next, guys. We appreciate you listening to us and supporting us. Of course, Twitter, at Up Next Podcast for all the stuff. The Facebook page as well and the Facebook group. Join that for all sorts of shenanigans as well as the Patreon.com slash Up Next for all the extra podcasts. Only five bucks to give us a shot and you get access to all these past shows and many more to come out. 
Uh, Slamboree 97 coming out this week. Was next. So many shows are out there on the Patreon. And uh, go give us a shot. We swear you'll like it. We swear. We promise. Uh, and that's it. That's all. We'll be back on Thursday with BD Elite. So it will be out later on Thursday on this very free feed where we talk about Dynamite. Because Dynamite looks, man, it looks stacked. Oh, yeah. I'm super excited. There's Jokers. There's... Kyle, what, I don't even Kyle Phoenix? Kyle Phoenix? Yeah. Dude, what, that's insane. So I can't wait to talk all about that and everything else. And uh, yeah, I myself, Brayden Harrington. You can find me. I'm on Twitter and I'm on Instagram at the Bray D. And I'm at Davey Portman. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And uh, all my love to the people of Buffalo uh, from this past week because uh, that definitely... Uh, tore my heart uh, being a Torontonian across the pond here so all the love to Buffalo yeah seconded absolutely cheers awful goodbye Good night. get ready Ohio FanDuel America's number one sports book is coming to the Buckeye State and to kick things off you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign on bonus Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO. Hey there, BreezeLine has a holiday gift just for you. One month of free internet for all your family's gift sites, book flights, and movie nights. Get reliable, fast internet with speeds starting at 100 megabits per second for just $19.99 a month. Plus, free Wi-Fi your way home for the first 12 months. And your first month is free. BreezeLine wishes you all a happy and bright holiday season. If only they could give you a little holiday relief from all the matching family outfits. Service subject to availability. New residential customers in select areas only. Visit BreezeLine.com for complete offer details.